welcome to another episode of the Red Arrow Health and Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Marco, with my lovely co-host. Jessica. How you doing, Jessica? <laughs> I'm fantastic. How are you? I'm awake. I'm awake, too. I've had a lot of coffee this morning. I have not had enough. Oh, well, how are you awake, then? Well, I'm kind of awake. Okay. So this is a one of our rare, not rare, but like... Well, not as often. Not as often. Uh, morning recordings of the Red Arrow Health Wellness Podcast. Usually we do it in the evening after we've put the kids to bed for the millionth time. <laughs> and finally go, we're recording our podcast. You have to be quiet. Otherwise, everyone will hear you guys up and out of bed again. And that usually is like code for just go to sleep. Go to sleep. <laughs> uh, but today they're up and around and hopefully they'll stay quiet while we do this. Uh, it just the way the week went, doing a morning recording making sense. Yeah, and you were just on the radio, too. I was. I was on the weekly uh, sports radio uh, talk show they do with coaches. I got invited to get on and speak about cross country, which was a lot of fun. I actually haven't been on that program uh, for a, a while, a few years. I did track. I've never been on for cross country. Now, usually they do a road show where they go to the very high school. So every season I get to get on the radio and plug my uh, my team and talk about all the great things. But the coaches only... Uh, Saturday morning program usually don't get asked for because first off cross country teams are usually in action Saturday mornings yeah so cross country teams don't get on much in general and then of course we have to compete with football and everything but all of a sudden everything's paused so it was a great time to talk plus the boys won the conference championship the girls won the conference championship the boys made it to state one of my girls made it to state we had just a kind of a magical season especially when we were shut, shut down for half of it so it was a great opportunity, a great story to tell, and fill some airtime for the local sports radio station. So I was happy to do that. Awesome. And they were, they were, I think they were kind of a little concerned, like, well, you know, it's it's early here, the three time slots. I'm like, I'll take the earliest one. It was nine o'clock in the morning. I know. I'm like, <laughs> I'll be up. I got, you know, I got kids, and hey, there's no hockey this Saturday, so I got time to do stuff. Yep. Usually, I'm just like swamped with everything. Yeah. Yeah. But we'll get into all that. First off, Jessica, as we do every week, what are you drinking? Tomato juice. Ooh, how exotic. What's in your tomato juice? Hot sauce and Worcestershire and celery and bacon and vodka? Um, no, it's like 10 o'clock in the morning, so there's none of that. It's not even 10 o'clock yet. It's not? No. Oh, okay. It just feels like it's almost like three in the afternoon because we've been up so long. It's just tomato juice because it is too early in the morning for drinking, and also I have things to do after this. I think that it's I more that you have things, more to things to do. Because what did they say? You can't drink all day if you don't start in the morning. You went to Accurate. Florida State. It's I did. game day. It's a noon game today. I think it's a noon game. And what did we well, learn about tailgating for noon games? They start with an early morning breakfast. For sure. But and, and I morning cocktails. am not tailgating this morning, and I have galleries of photos to get to people. So. Oh. There is no drinking for me this morning. Uh, true that. There's, uh, I've got plenty going on. Too. <laughs> They're like, we finished this and I got some work to do and hoping to get on the treadmill right after this too, because mm. it is freaking gold out there. It is. What do you have in your mug? Coffee. Anything in your coffee? Well, Bailey's? No, actually just coffee. <laughs> you know, dirty bean water. Irish whiskey? No. Dirty bean water. <laughs> <laughs> just dirty bean water this morning. Nice. Well, darling, with your watery pizza sauce and my dirty bean water, <laughs> cheers. Before we get into our, our main topics for the night, how's your week? My week was... Bizarre? It was a very... Surreal. It was a weird week. Um, on Monday, we found out that somebody close to us was um, diagnosed with COVID, and I explained the exposure to work, and work said, get out! get out, go get tested, go quarantine. And I said, oh, okay. So I got to work from home all week long because I was waiting for my results to come back. And actually, I'm still waiting for my results it's to come back. It's been six days? It's been six days. The lab, the labs are all backed up because everybody either has COVID or has been exposed to COVID and they're all trying to get tested. And that's totally understandable. But the labs cannot keep up. Well, and that lab in the past has taken two like a long time was three days right yeah i mean two to three days days is pretty fast yeah but they were doing two to three days uh not too long ago but with the surge in cases now (laughs) here we are day six and you still don't have results back yet right and i actually had to go and get tested again on friday because 
um, my company does proactive COVID testing once a month and Friday was the day and they said, you need to come up and get this test because these results are guaranteed to be in by Sunday. And I said, okie dokie. It's going to crack me up if your Friday test comes back faster than your Monday test. And actually, I did ask about that, and they said as long as your as your son is your as long as your Friday test comes back negative and you don't have COVID symptoms, you can go ahead and come back to work on Monday. So I am. They didn't go as far as to say that. if whatever comes back first. No, they're just they, going the most recent one. Yeah. Um, so now even like comp- the work is just going well. Forget that one on Monday; it's a wash. Well, basically. also our I I did take our youngest to get tested for COVID because. She was exhibiting some symptoms of this, the same kind of symptoms that that person had exhibited as well. Um, and so I took her to get tested, and that was kind of traumatic for her. Um, you think because they swap results, her brain? Her test results actually came back within two days, which is amazing. Um, and she does not have it either. And I let work know that, and they were like, That's excellent. We're so happy to hear that. As long as your Friday one comes back, you are good to go for Monday. So, yay. Poor kid four, and they had to stick that thing so far up her nose to go they get enough right all the way up there. Enough of a sample where it, her nose was so runny, they could have like just swabbed it off her chin because it was so, all coming out. But apparently, needs to come straight from like your brain or your eyeball or something. I don't know. But I don't they, know. They like shoved it up there, and she then, had so much snot all over her shirt. It was just a waterfall coming out all the way up her nose, and then he let go of it, and he stood there and counted one. Two, he let go of the swab and just had it stuck three. up her nose. Yeah, I had to restrain her head and her hand so that she didn't Aww. rip it out. Yeah, it was not a good time. But she's negative. Or her she quote, is. I don't have any more Ronas. I don't have any more Coronas. <laughs> <laughs> what was that Will, Will Ferrell thing with the landlord? I has four beers? Yeah, I love that. It's <laughs> a great story. It's par with that. <laughs> I don't have any more Ronas. No more Coronas. Oh, poor kid four. Yep. Just to be fair, if you haven't been listening, to she never did have Corona in the first place. She has been tested negative for COVID. She never tested positive. Yep. But, uh, you know, it's three-year-old uh, logic, almost four. Mm-hmm. Getting close to that fourth birthday. Poor kid. Just it's been a weird year for her. A third of her life has been COVID. That's sad. Almost a quarter. That's She's so old. Little old lady. She's an old lady. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Going to turn four. And it's just finally almost filling out two T's. No, actually, she's moving into three T's. Sweet. I know. As she moves into <laughs> birthday number four. Exactly. She's so she's tiny. She's itty bitty. And also the T pants, they make them like the butts bigger so that they can accommodate diapers. Because like if you are wearing T pants, you're supposed to still, it, it stands for toddler. And toddlers aren't usually potty trained. And she's been potty trained for a long time. So she's got all this saggy stuff in her pants to accommodate diapers that she doesn't wear and they don't make regular pants small enough for her so. i was going back through things and when we kicked off this podcast way back when at the beginning of rona we were just on the tail end of potty training with her mm-hmm. and it just feels like forever ago because she's you know she's got to go she's got her uh little potty rings so that she doesn't fall through yeah she's got on a it. little hook Next to the toilets, and she's got stools, and then like her brothers will steal little step stools because they need to like put away dishes or get something off a high shelf, and so they'll run off with it and not bring it back. But she just goes like, "Oh, it's not in here." Go, you hear the little fecal. She runs <laughs> off. She grabs whatever step stool, brings it back so she can get up to the toilet. Mm-hmm. She puts her ring on. She goes. Usually remembers to flush and not leave us a little present. Ew. Yeah. Kid four, did you forget the flush? flushed really who else used a potty ring and left turds in the <laughs> toilet oh it was me it's a me it's a me kid four <laughs> can you tell there's a little bit of mario going on around this house it's like non-stop mario that mario all was mario going all the time three different electronic devices were playing mario when i came up from the radio show and you should not be surprised by that at all no and I'm, well, actually, what I was surprised by was four different electronic devices going. It's like, couldn't you guys just all play like Smash Brothers or Mario Kart together? No. No. We can't agree on what game we want to play. So one was on the Wii, one was on the Switch, one was on a, um, a tablet or iPod or something. <laughs> and it's like, okay, guys. Oi. Well, you've been working from home. Does that mean you got to sleep in at all? A little bit. Because you didn't have to drive the 40 to... 
80 minutes to work, depending <laughs> on construction. Yeah. It's really not traffic that messes no, you up. It's, it's construction. construction. I've had to relearn how to get to work using weird back roads that I'm not familiar with, which is terrible for me because I get lost super easy. You were in Kalamazoo when you went to Western Michigan for how many years? I don't like this story. And you were a senior and you got lost going to the mall. Yes. You had I did. no sense of direction. I still don't have a sense of direction. Your car has GPS. Yes, my car has GPS. Um, GPS takes me on a wild ride past all of these farms with these really weird looking animals and cows. No, not How cows. Exotic. They're like oxen. Sheep. They're oxen <laughs> and actually this really weird looking thing with these giant horns that are not cows. A bull? No. Not a bull. A goat? <laughs> Not a goat. They're enormous animals. <laughs> and they have very strange... <laughs> Sounds psychotic right now. Minotaurs? I don't know. No. Unicorns. No. <laughs> I wish they were unicorns. They are magical. No, it's a... It's a... <laughs> I Google it. <laughs> Siri, signs my wife is having a stroke. <laughs> Oh, it's giving me all the clinics. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Ooh, here's one with 2.5 stars. I don't know. Is that out of 10? Great. Sounds well, like it's it. down in Indiana. Oh, better. <laughs> all right, Siri, what'd you got? Okay, I found it. It is this thing. Uh, Texas Longhorn? Why is it in Indiana? I don't know. Maybe they want somebody, like some billionaire from Texas wants to put them on the front of their Cadillac. N- no. This is a very... Anyways, when you are like lost and you're driving around the back streets of Indiana, having no idea where you're going, but trying to get to work, and then you stumble upon a farm full of these things and you've never seen them before. You start thinking, how long is this detour? Did I go through Texas? Basically, yeah. Because you remember that one time I tried to go up to see you at Michigan Tech and I wound up in Indiana, which is a complete wrong direction to go in. Well, it depends. If you're going to Michigan Tech from here in Southwest Michigan, you can. There's one route where you go up through Michigan and across the bridge. The other route is you go into Indiana through Illinois and Wisconsin and back up. And depending on Chicago traffic and Milwaukee traffic and Green Bay traffic and everything, uh, it can actually be faster. But that's not the route you went because you went up to what Kalamazoo <laughs> and actually start, or you started in Kalamazoo and from there the fastest route is through the state of Michigan. You actually went south and were en route to Indianapolis straight down. You were not veering towards uh, Chicago. You also I'm got lost in the, you got okay? lost in Alma, Michigan. I got seriously lost. The one stoplight like screwed you up. Um, yeah, it did. Didn't you and your like one of your best friends like get stuck on a, going wrong way on a one way street in Alma? Sideways. Sideways. Perpendicular Sideways. to traffic. <laughs> there was no traffic because it was the middle of the night in Alma, Michigan. Thank goodness, but. Yes, we did do that. You know, being from Michigan, if I were to put out my left hand and try to point to where Alma is on my hand, because that's what Michigan people do, I couldn't do it. It's so tiny. It's like somewhere in that middle. It's, it's right there. Well, okay. Somewhere between my knuckles and my wrist. Yeah, it's there. It's terrible. Nobody should go to Alma. I'm sorry, Alma. It's all right. Both people in Alma probably aren't listening to this. There's probably more than two people. There's like a factory there because we drove by it. There could be four. You're assuming that someone lives in the same town they work in. The lights were on and it was making smoke. It could have been automated. No, I don't believe you. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) yeah. Well, okay. So we've established the fact that you have no sense of direction, that we moved to the D.C. area. I bought you a GPS, a Garmin that go in the car. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, your current vehicle has it built right in. It does. It comes in handy. Especially when it's snowy here and like you can't see the road. It's like, let's turn on the GPS or at least we can see where the road is supposed to be and where it's supposed to curve. Make sure you don't drive into the river. Yeah. That'd be upsetting. Well, especially when the road, uh, the one road curves just before it goes over a massive bridge over the uh, river. Yes, I'm so looking forward to my commute in the winter with And that's the snow. usually where there's also a lot of whiteout conditions. Fantastic. Can't Yay. wait. Let's not talk about that anymore. Okay. Because that's scary. What do you want to talk about? Well... We've got a major topic to talk about tonight, but we did have the week and it was parent teacher conferences at the elementary level, which was a little, Ooh. little interesting since it's COVID times and they were basically Google meets mm-hmm. and back to back, but also because our kids are at a new school and like we had never met the teachers one-on-one before anyway. We don't know any of the teachers at the school. It's really 
we had done one group meeting with Kid Two's teacher with um, we've talked about with his uh, intervention team uh, meeting with the various specialists, and she was there briefly, but. There was like a dozen people on that call, so it there wasn't were. like we got to have a one-on-one exchange with her, or I guess a two-on-one. Yeah. Was and so this was this was nice, and we I think this is the first time I've even uh, spoken to Kid Three's teacher. Same. Mm-hmm. I've emailed her a couple of times, but we've had ex- electronic exchanges, and she sent out a very nice uh, Google slideshow, Google version of PowerPoint at the beginning of the year to kind of get to know her. Very mm-hmm. nice lady. Very much a Michigan State fan. <laughs> Huge Michigan State fan. Yeah. Which, given the way the season's going, it's a good thing she's not a Michigan fan because <laughs> they're having a rough go Nobody of it. Nobody should be a Michigan fan. Uh, but, you know, conferences went. That was uh, not too bad. Not overly stressful. No, I thought the conferences went very well, especially with uh, kid number three. I... We, you know, she was talking about things, about how great he's doing, and that's always very lovely to hear. And then I looked at the time, and we had kid number two's conference immediately after kid number three's. So I looked at the time, and I was like, I don't mean to be rude, but we actually have to go because we need to get to the next conference. And she goes, oh, well, that's fine anyways. I was just trying to fill the time. I don't really have anything to say about kid number three because he's fantastic, and he does all of the things. So great. Have a great night. Have a good next conference. Uh, Talk to you later. And then she hung up, and it was so funny. Well, most of his was, because he's a second grader, was like, okay, how do we get him on the tail end of third grade reading level so I'm ready for fourth grade? And it's like, uh, you're the second grade teacher. He's a second grade kid. She's like, yeah, but is he bored? <laughs> Look, <laughs> we can live with that. We're about to go to the conference. It's going to take us a lot longer, which yeah. is why you scheduled them back to back. And you did kid three first, mm-hmm. because we figured, well, they're not going to have much to say, because they never have much to say about him other than, like, he's a delight. Yeah, I mean, he is a nice little guy, and he's, the kid is super smart. He's always above grade level, which is very, also very lovely to hear, Um, but there's never really any big issues with him, so I don't feel bad about only taking the allotted 15 minutes for his conference. And it's kind of fun for the teachers, too, because a lot of, at least at the other school, a lot would have, uh, they'd have kid one, they'd have kid two, and then they'd get kid three, and kid two takes a lot of extra instructional time and effort and work on their parts, and they... In the past, the teachers have been great with him, but then there's that like educational karma that comes with Kid Three because he's so easy and he's above grade level, and it's just like you just tell him and he boom he does it. Well, also he's one of the kids that like he. I know that the teachers really like to use him for um, peer teaching reasons because he he understands the material and he's very he's very nice and Sociable. he can. And he can take the work and he can break it down into tiny pieces that his peers can understand when he tells them how to do things. And I like that they have him doing that. I think it's a really good thing for him to experience. Yeah, he would he would make a great teacher. I don't know. I, I really don't know what he's going to be, other whether he's going to be an author and go into writing or a teacher or an engineer or an architect or... You know, an evil genius living in a hollowed out volcano trying to take over the world. Who knows with him? That could totally happen. (laughs) That's so him. (laughs) He's a little power hungry. (laughs) He does very much. We've always joked about he has a bit of a Napoleon complex, but holy cow. It's like, yes, you do. We could totally see you in like a little. Put him in a Dr. (laughs) Evil suit. Sharks with freaking lasers on their heads. Tights and a big old hat and shove his hand in a jacket. No. I'm going for world conquest. Good luck getting him to wear tights. Who knows? That's never going to happen. He wears them for hockey. Stay warm. You can't see them, though. They're under stuff. I will say it was nice having you home because I didn't have to get all the kids up quite as early to make the runs to school. Yeah. I could let the boys sleep in a little bit. I could definitely let kid four sleep in because you were in the house. You were on your computer, set up, ready to go, but you were there in case anything happened. Mm Mm-hmm. And then doing the runs to pick up the kids, I didn't have to take kid four with me most yeah. days. There was like, obviously, when you had to go do your uh, your most recent COVID test, you had to run down uh, to over where you work. So I had her with me, but just not having to do it every day mm-hmm. made it easier, gave me more time to get work done because it takes a while. to Every time I need to go. It's like, okay, let's go. Go find your shoes. And then she wanders off or she comes mm-hmm. back with one shoe or like, ah. Uh, <laughs> 
I get tired of looking. <laughs> it's like, I need time to get her in the car. I and then it's like, like to go. wandering, you know, wandering off this way or that way. Or I need my winter jacket. It's 60 degrees out. You don't need your winter jacket. You know, it's a 20 <laughs> to 30 minute production to get her in the car. She's yes, always, or I put my shoe, put the shoes on her. And then I, like I go off and I come back and her shoes are off because she decided she wants to wear sandals. She's no, it's 30 degrees outside. You can't wear sandals today. <laughs> Michigan weather. Just get in the car. Get in the car. In the car. Come on. Oh, so, it, it, you know, just being able to, you know, close my laptop, go out to the car, get in and go get the kid, the older kids, made it a more productive week for me. And all in all, it was kind of a quiet week. Uh, no cross country this week. Mm-hmm. And we finished the awards banquet. Uh, we had some hockey, uh, but not as much as we usually do. And so it also made time for, you know, fewer meals consumed in the car or at the tailgate. We did do uh, one round of uh, parking lot meals. Mm-hmm. We had tossed salads in a little tup- Everyone had a Tupperware container and just rotated out of the rink into the car, ate there. It works. It works. But, you know, by the time we got to midweek, we were able to enjoy meals as a family. Which yeah. is like a rarity the past few weeks. Well, I guess we've been enjoying them as a family. Not at the dinner table. <laughs> I think we've had the previous few weeks, we'd had more more dinners in the parking lot of the ice rink than we had at our kitchen table. Yeah. yeah. It's not my favorite thing. It's not my favorite thing, but it is. it's the way it is. So, uh, made it through another week. Hooray! Should we just dive into the main topic then? Yep. All right. The other thing that happened this week, and it really came out Sunday night, was the governor hopped on uh, television and the internet and social media and everything and announced a new round of lockdowns for the state of Michigan and restrictions coming out under the authority of the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services. Mm -hmm. So not on governor executive order, because that got shut down earlier, but it's essentially the same thing for us. Uh, Big restrictions on how many people can gather and no no indoor dining of any size group and a lot of like all organized sports are on hold movie theaters are closed bowling alleys are closed you know everything and then of course urging people strongly we're heading into thanksgiving not to have those big family gatherings not to even have a family gathering outside of your immediate household yep of course that no that news is just coming out uh it was a sunday night and i play in a sunday night league so like as people were coming to the rink, it's, uh, we we heard it was coming earlier in the afternoon. Or people were like, well, she's starting to talk and she's just reiterating that Corona's bad. Okay, okay it was like a half an hour to 45 minutes of <laughs> Corona's bad. Everybody like needs to take this seriously. And meanwhile, everyone's like, we got it. What are you putting just, in place? Just tell us the details, Get lady. Get to the like, point, lady. Come on. <laughs> we And we don't need to go and thank everyone who's working hard. We know they're working hard. That's great. Get to the point. Yeah, that it's Sunday night. Press conference could have been way shorter than it was, and actually, I was. Or at least give us bottom line up front. I was watching it on one channel, and that channel turned it on right when it when she got started, and then fifteen minutes in, that channel actually cut away from it, and they're like, "Yeah, we're waiting for her to just sort of get to uh, the point, get to the details, and then we'll cut back." And I was like, "Wait a minute, what if what if I missed some of the details?" So I switched the channel, and the next channel I tried was showing it in its entirety. Um, it's like but, that Dave Chappelle skit with the uh, from Chappelle show with wrap it up. You had the little lighted box like get to the <laughs> wrap it, was, it up. This should have been get to the point. Come on. It was a lot. It's important. We're not for m- sure. We're making light of this. Uh, it's serious. There is definitely a surge in numbers uh, that are being reported and it needs to be addressed. But lady efficiency of, a lot word, of word usage. Get to the point. Unnecessary talking. It's honestly. like we get it. The numbers are up. It has to be addressed. What are you going to do about it? And that's what everyone was waiting for. And, of course, she's notorious for the uh, stay tuned for next time she had done in some of our other press conferences. So it's like, are we can get a cliffhanger here or not? It's Sunday night. We, we already have one politician that's really into theatrics. We don't need to encourage all of the politicians to behave yeah. the same way. So the new restrictions did come out. She did eventually get to the point. She did. You know, we don't want to be like her. We actually do want to get to the point, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, she got to the point. New restrictions were coming out. That was Sunday night that she announced them. They went into effect Wednesday. Mm-hmm. We got in our Sunday night hockey games. And, of course, I had a, as commissioner, I had to go through because we had plenty of people like, oh, nothing matters. It's the end of the season. The winner tonight's the champion. No, we are pausing <laughs> for three weeks. And if you guys act up tonight and there are game misconducts or anything, 
those consequences will carry over to whenever this pause ends. Because, of course, we got the Debbie Downers going, oh, well, she said three weeks, but it's going to be until the new year. It's going to be until the spring. It's going to be until the summer. It's going to be until 2024. It's like, all right. Really? 2024? <laughs> Somebody was being... Boy, a, is that person pessimistic. Uh, that person was very much being Debbie Downer. Wow. So it's just like, look, they said three weeks. We are planning on three weeks. It, maybe it'll be longer. Maybe it won't. But as of right now, we know it's not going to be less than three weeks. Whenever it's over, we're going, at least at this time, we're planning on resuming the current season because we're getting close to the playoffs. We'd be nice to finish something. But the main thing is I didn't want like, oh, it's an excuse to have big collisions and hits and fights and everything. It's like, can we just keep this under control? And for the most part, they did. Mm-hmm. We had a few uh, collisions, which I don't think were really more of a, or there really weren't a result of, I can get away with everything. It's more of, I'm my skills aren't quite there and I didn't stop in time and I ran somebody over or, well, I, you know, threw the random elbow elbow or over the dramatic trip. For the most part, everyone behaved. That's good. I was more worried about the Monday night crew Hmm. because they're younger, but they also behaved. Uh, We did have issues with subbing. I had one team where the captain goes, yeah, I think I'm just going to forfeit instead of finding subs. I'm like, "Uh, the hell you are. (laughs) everybody uh, else wants to play dude yeah everyone wants to play so it was like well i'm missing five and a goalie wow. like, and that's your job as the captain to go find and i found out later why he was being so lazy other than he just got a reputation for being a lazy captain uh he was out also oh. and he didn't want to go you know that's a lot of work to go find five subs plus a goalie sub and you can't even play well, you can't even play but i was able to find them subs no problem Mm-hmm. And they're the last place team, and they, that was the other thing. It's like, dude, you you picked this squad, you picked all the top defensemen in the league, That's but funny. forgot to get the forwards. Nice. So they they played. There weren't any big issues. That that game was a bit of a blowout. And then the kids had Monday night hockey, and they had Tuesday hockey, and then Wednesday hockey stopped, at least in person. So we had some uh, garage hockey kid. One's been doing her goalie exercises in her room or near a TV or near a computer or a tablet chatting with her friends while she's down in her butterfly uh, position, stretching. And we'll just keep getting ready. I got to finish prepping the garage for more. We're going to have hockey practice on days where we have hockey um, here at home. Cool. Or maybe we'll just plug in the Sega or the, uh, the Wii and play hockey on video games on hockey night or we'll do something. So they stay active. They might have to get on the treadmill just to wear them out so they sleep better. They need to be worn out. They're, wear out. They have a little bit too much excitement, energy in their One of the days bodies. we did do our yard work getting ready for the leaves and whatnot. And they slept really well that night. The point is, though, we are headed into a new round of lockdowns and restrictions here in Michigan. And in, from what we're hearing, uh, surrounding states and counties are, are doing too. Indiana's doing it county by county. Michigan just did the whole state. And COVID statistics are on the rise. Uh, And with all this going on, and especially with these days getting shorter, there's less sunlight, it's colder, uh, there's fewer activity options because we're heading into winter, um, but we're not quite to the point where it's cold enough where you can do skiing and cross-country skiing and snowshoeing and sledding and stuff. It's just that cold end of fall, not quite winter yet. Uh, It's really easy to slip in and embrace the doom and gloom outlook, the we're not going to be able to do anything till 2024, kind of, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just ridiculously off the deep end. Uh, it, it basically, it's really easy to have a sour outlook on this. So that gets into our, our topic for tonight. As we head into this next round, this latest round of lockdown, quarantine, whatever you want to call it, restrictive uh, procedures, trying to kind of cap off this spike in uh, cases, uh, we want to look at thinking positive. Testing negative, so yes. we don't want to say be positive because when it comes to your test results, you want to be negative. For sure. But you want to think positive, so we want to focus on keeping that positive outlook, being bright and shiny in the dark days of winter and late fall, because we are coming up also on the shortest day of the year. The kids yep. have noticed that too. It's like, why is it getting dark out at 4.30 in the afternoon? Because we live in Michigan, and that's what it does here. Jessica, this is our topic for the night, thinking positive. Let's jump right into it. How are your top items, top cheats, life hacks, cheats, whatever, for keeping that positive attitude? Because there's a lot of things going against you. That, you know, There's something about sunlight and sunshine and warmth that helps brighten the mood for people. Yeah. Uh, just the pure psychology and biology of that. 
well, we don't have that to our advantage. So how do you cheat that? Because we have this seasonal uh, affect that goes on every year mm-hmm. and more people are, or some people are more susceptible to the, the changes in daylight than others. Yeah. Seasonal affect disorder is a real thing. It is a real thing. Mm-hmm. How do you get around that? So I go to work every day when I get in the car, it is pitch black outside. And honestly, at this point, when I get in the car to come home, the sun has already set and it gets dark and dark and dark, darker and darker during my commute home. Um, so I have to get creative. I need to go get sunlight when I can. And for me at work, that means I take two minutes and I pop outside and I stand in the sunshine for just a little tiny bit, just so I can feel the sun on my face, feel a little warmth from it. And then I can go back inside and keep doing what I'm doing at work. Um, but it's also, almost like the smoke break of Days yeah. long gone, other than you've never worked. Sunshine break. Yeah, you've never been a smoker. Ugh. You weren't a smoker, but it used to be more commonplace in the workplace that mm. people would go, I need a smoke break. Now it's, I need a sunshine I break. I need a sunshine break. Yep. Um, but also, if you're working from home, like I was this past week, sit near a window. I sat in our front, we have a library in our house because it's an extra room and we turned it into a library. Um, but I sat in we the have library. A of books. We do. In the library, right in the windows this week so that I could see the sun while I was on my computer. And actually the two days where it was like 60 degrees or warmer, I had all three of those windows open so I could feel the breeze while I was sitting on my computer writing. And it was absolutely delightful and it definitely improved my mood and made working from home, being trapped in my house, not terrible. So that was good. I can relate to that too because I work from home. I've been working from home for six and a half years. Mm Mm-hmm. And my office is in the basement. Now, we have a walkout basement, and I do have a window in my office that overlooks a nice wooded ravine, and it's pretty, but it faces west. So in for half the day, it's because of the height of the house and everything in the trees, it's, it's still, even with the window, uh, the blinds open, it's dark. Mm-hmm. There's just not as much sunlight down here, and depending on which of my computers I'm working on down here, my back might be to the window, too. Mm-hmm. When I can, I hop on my laptop, and I go up stairs where I have lots of windows and sunshine on me or in the summer I like to go sit on the deck and work out there if I can yeah just to get that extra sunlight uh if it especially if it's not too crazy hot in the morning I'll work where I can get some sunshine and sip my coffee and work out there and then I'll either move into the kitchen or the library or some other room with lots of windows and sunlight and then when I have to I'll go back down into my my little hole down in the basement (laughs) it actually is nice down in my office it looks like a normal business office just you're in the basement, you open up a door and it's like, okay, it's a portal to another realm kind of thing. <laughs> um, but also that change in environment, that going outside and working out there for a little tiny bit, just taking a, a small break and exercising your legs in the sunshine can be enough to increase your productivity when it is time to go back to work. It is a nice little mental reset button. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, in case you're getting to writer's block or some sort of block or just fatigue stop it only takes a couple of minutes and it's like etch a sketch just give it a shake and you get to start fresh <laughs> yeah it definitely works that ties into my yeah you, know, you mentioned going outside and getting sunlight but just go outside when you can even if it's dark and gloomy for me it's go outside go for a walk go for a run even if it's a blustery cold gray day mm-hmm. go get some fresh air yeah i don't care what kind of hvac system you have in your office Get some actual fresh air. It's, it's nice being outside. Even in the freezing cold, it is still nice to be outside. Oh, it makes you feel alive when it's so cold. Oh, it's sure. like... And your snot freezes inside your nose. That was... When I was at Michigan Gross. Tech, that was a feeling we had. Uh, every time we walked out the door to go to class, it was like you walk out and all of a sudden, any moisture inside your nostrils just went... <laughs> and froze shut. <laughs> so wicked cold up there. Uh, it was like, yep. And then you go back inside and your nostrils will eventually thaw out. And then Ew. You, yeah, you have a little bit of a drip or <laughs> something going on. But as soon as you went back outside again, <laughs> all that moisture was like icicles coming out of your nose. <laughs> you just It almost felt like the nostrils were just sealing shut. Basically. Yeah. Not that cold <laughs> in this part of Michigan. Thank goodness. Yes. But still, uh, even on those those coldest of cold days, Get outside, get some fresh air, poke your head outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, go for a run, for especially my runners. Any of my runners are listening, and we've talked about, I don't know if they are. Runner parents, go outside, go for a walk, go for a run. Watch out for the ice. 
wear appropriate footwear so you don't end up doing inadvertently doing the splits going wee yeah. that was quite a step i just pulled my groin broke my wrist falling yes. on it don't uh, do that no wear the correct footwear if you're gonna run uh run in the snow not on icy sidewalks mm-hmm. i'll put on some snowshoes or so something we're back in lockdown and yeah. i've been working from home so i've had a lot of time to like look out the window and see what's happening in our neighborhood and i've noticed people are starting to walk their dogs more often again <laughs> Those poor dogs. So yeah, instead of the two walks a day, now suddenly they're getting a walk an hour. Yep. It's like I've, you know, I know we have several different families with dogs. This is a dog friendly neighborhood, but mm-hmm. it's like I've seen that dog about once an hour. Yeah. <laughs> that it's dog's good, looking tired. He's, like, like, he's jumping around because he's basically he looks like a full grown dog, but he's still a puppy. Mm-hmm. Jumping around in the morning by the afternoon, it's like he's like we're walking again. again he's behind the human but the humans are really excited to be out there so that's fun well i've got also got some neighbors too it's like we're on lockdown and they've been a lot of them been working from home actually we got the retirees but we also have the ones who aren't retired yet that have been working from home but mm-hmm. the neighbor across the street it's like dude it's the third time this week you've mowed your lawn it's november <laughs> put the lawnmower away move the snowblower to the front of the garage he's got his christmas direct decorations up the lights are on uh, his house, he's, he's he's ready. He power washed the siding. He's did he? Yes, <laughs> he's been all the leaves. He went through every flower bed and picked out every single leaf that was in his flower beds. He's not retired. The retirees, I mean, I'm used to them mowing their lawn two to three times a week and just looking at my yard with the disgust. I'm like, I'm like, look, do you have four little kids? I mean, the guy across the street that has two little kids, his yard looks just as bad, or at least it did. At least this week with the half day, I put kid uh, two and kid three. Like, all right, you're coming out and helping me. I'm taking a half day. We're all going to go work in the yard. <laughs> we knocked out the leaf situation and, you know, gave the grass. We had a few warm days. So the grass all of a sudden decided, I'm going to grow in November. <laughs> it's like, I'm sick of mowing my lawn. I'm supposed to, this is supposed to be my season where I get to take a break and occasionally I've got to go snow blow the driveway. No snow yet. Whatever. This is 2020. You're totally going to be mowing your lawn on Christmas morning. Yeah. And I'll be snow blowing like on Christmas Eve degrees. or something. Yeah. Mm hmm. Well, last year I went bike riding the day after Christmas in shorts. We went to the beach last year, two days before Christmas. And Christmas was cold. I know, but it was warm that day. Yeah. It was like 65 degrees that day. Well, it's Michigan. It's it's nuts. It's uh, it's hot. It's cold. Sweating. Freezing. It's yeah. malaria. When it's 65 degrees in December in Michigan, you go to the beach. That's beach weather. Jessica, what else can you do to try to like... Um, jumpstart or hack your hack your own body hack your own mind to keep those thoughts positive because again it's easy to get negative especially when you have no idea what the weather is going to do yeah so i really like the idea of making a positive thoughts jar or keeping a positive thoughts journal every when when something really good happens you just take a scrap of paper write down the details fold it up and stick it in the jar and you do this every every time you're feeling good And then on days when you're having a down day, you go over to your jar or you open up that journal and you pick out a note and you read through it. And you hopefully have written enough details on that piece of paper where it can transport you back to that moment when you felt so very good. And you can take a little bit of that positivity and bring it into your down day and hopefully help you lift up to a to a better place. I like a variation on that. And instead of just doing it when you're having a positive day or a good day, I like it forcing yourself to do write down one thing every day Hmm. first off that starts off the day when you're there and you're gloomy and tired and possibly grumpy and fighting with your coffee to force yourself to think of something positive Mm -hmm. and put that in your your journal or your jar and then when you're having a really rough day go back and read it like you said Mm -hmm. but then it becomes a daily habit and it's not like something that's forgotten and so the uh, the risk is that if you only do it when you're having a good day or a positive thought or a good feeling, you might forget that it's there and you might have that good feeling, but not write it down. Whereas yeah. if you do a daily piece of it, it's just part of the routine. You do it every day. It fills up faster. There's more good thoughts in there and there's just added benefits for every day, even if it isn't a, a rough day. Yeah, definitely. It's kind of, it jump starts the whole process for the day. Yep. Uh just like I know for me, when I when I start the day and before I can finish, you know, my coffee or my breakfast, the the email, the text message, the phone call comes in. They kind of 
it's not positive news. That just puts the whole day into, sets the stage for a rough day, yeah. uh, a rotten mood, everything for the day. Whereas this is something you can do to set the, get off on the right foot, mm-hmm. to start well. Uh, and it doesn't take a lot of time, doesn't take a lot of effort. And it's a great way just to kick off that morning. Right. Something else that we do that goes along with that, we have a designated book and it's called um, Things My Kids Say. And I like to write down whenever our kids say something that is so funny or they do something that completely astounds us. I like to write it down. I don't have any more Ronas. Is that in the book yet? No, it's not. I need to write that in there. She just said that last night. Um, But I like to take those little moments and I like to write them down in this book. And then... When my kids are being absolute buttholes, because sometimes Ours never, sometimes they are. Never, I will take out that book and I will read through every single funny thing they've ever said, and it makes me so incredibly happy. And it reminds me, yes, I really do love my little tiny butthole kids that we're trapped in the house with now because we're locked down. They are hilarious. There's no escaping them. And not every we do moment, love our children. and not every moment is terrible. <laughs> so, like. Just put the terribleness aside. Remember the happy and try and try and jump back into that. What's the little Nikki quote? The Adam Sandler movie. Release the good. Release the good. Yeah. Release the awesome. Release the awesome. As opposed to release the crack and release the little buttholes that are coming down and driving us nuts. Release the little buttholes. <laughs> I think that's what happens when my parents come to visit. We send the kids outside. Go, go see Birdie and Pop Up. Go out there. We're releasing the buttholes into the world. <laughs> Somebody else can deal with them. <laughs> All right. So what else do you have? I was just thinking, like, on the part with the releasing the buttholes. <laughs> <laughs> and there's the, the first thing that came to mind was the stink because uh, they're starting to get to the point where they are stinkier when they finish hockey. Mm-hmm. And uh, their coaches have been really working them. So even kid three, when he gets off the ice, is sweaty you take off the helmet it's like you so they are a little <laughs> they smell like a butt <laughs> <pretty much. laughs> they go home. and something you can do is take time take a warm shower take a warm bath light the candle put the bubbles in and just have a time to take a breath and go <sighs> relax you're trapped at home enjoy that home spa yeah find something you have kids find some a movie or once they go to bed take a moment take a breath and relax because it is easy to get overwhelmed. We're heading into the holidays. Uh, even going out and shopping is a little bit stressful because you have to have a mask on and doing your hand sanitizer. And we all thought we had this routine down, but now it's, oh my God, the numbers are going up and everyone's catching it. And, you know, just relax, stay at home, relax, have a home spa day. Actually, you were talking about doing this with the girls, having a home spa day and doing some nails, little manicures. Face which, masks. Face masks. And I saw online one of our other friends did tried doing face masks with her kids. Her her kid number two was just not digging the face masks. One of our hockey buddies a while back, almost earlier in this year, was more cooperative with the face mask, even with his big white beard than her uh, youngest daughter was. <laughs> but uh, have fun with it. Now, with kid four, it doesn't take a whole lot of nail polish to do a manicure on her. Oh, no, like one like little dab each nail. Mm-hmm. And it's it's making memories. It's having fun. It's 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 entertaining because it's easy to get bored at home. Uh, but it's hard to be in a bad mood while you're getting your nails done and being pampered, even if you're pampering yourself. Yep, it's true. For you, do you have a favorite uh, nail polish color you want to put on for this upcoming holiday season? I know you've got uh, spa day coming up, especially with we're heading towards Thanksgiving. The kids have time off from school. You have uh, time off from work. I do. It's actually by Zoya Nail Polish, and it's called Tomoko. Do they sponsor us? No, they don't sponsor us. I would love it if they did, but they don't. But this one is called Tomoko, and it is part of their Pixie Dust polish line, and it is basically a super glittery, beautiful, shines-in-the-sun nail polish and it is a very further further excuse to go out in the sun to see the shine exactly you you really do you have to put it on and then once it dries you have to go out into the sunshine like stand directly in the sun and it will just absolutely sparkle you can wiggle your toes and your fingers and watch it sparkle all over the place um but this one is a very pale shade of gold and it just i don't know i love the way that it sparkles in the sun so i love to paint it on my fingers and my toes for holidays what do you think Kid One's going to want? She is probably going to want purple, some sort of dark purple. 
What about uh yeah, very male from mm-hmm. descendants. Yep. What about uh kid four? Kid number four is a toss up between pink and purple. She likes the um brighter shades of pink and purple, so like bubblegum pink and a darker lavender. Those are her jam. Yay. Yay. Anyways, this was not a nail polish advertisement, not but <laughs> yeah. like it's it's nice to have your favorite shades and types of polish and then you can pull them out and if you're doing a spa day you can be like oh let's test this one and see what it looks like and how it looks with your complexion and all that fun it takes up time it takes up a few hours so it's a few hours out of another day while you're locked down and it's something different something special to look forward to Mm -hmm. another piece of this too it's easy to get overwhelmed with the unknown you know the unknown and how long is this going to last well in our case right now the stated uh, duration is three weeks Mm-hmm. And instead of falling into the trap going, well, they say three weeks, but they could just, you know, extend the goalposts. Which they did last and time. Extend so the end zone. It's unreasonable to think that. It's not unreasonable to think that, but it's easy. It's a slippery slope uh, in terms of your, uh, your outlook and your emotions on the topic. And getting uh, with all these other factors working against you, the lack of sunlight, the colder temperatures, everything to just kind of sink into that doom and gloom, especially when you're not around all your other friends and extended family to kind of lift you up when you're having a rough day. Uh, The best strategy is to take it a chunk at a time. Mm -hmm. So even if it does get extended, even if it does uh, get pushed until from Thanksgiving, you know, two weeks after Thanksgiving to all the way to Christmas or beyond New Year's or Martin Luther King Jr. Day or Valentine's Day or it just keeps getting, you know, punted down the line, take it one chunk at a time. Right now, it's three weeks. So focus on just those three weeks. And actually, at this point, we're now at two and a half weeks. Take it in digestible chunks. Mm-hmm. If we get down towards the end of this and they extend it another two weeks, great. Take it an extra two-week chunk it's easier than looking at six months out a year out forever small digestible bites uh that mentally is easier to tackle than just the unknowing openness of this is going to go on forever Mm -hmm. and it helps with that positive outlook now like we said it, it like i said it it might last much longer than three weeks i recognize that i'm not arguing that but, uh, and this came up, I was discussing with some hockey people, like, whoa, you know, I think it's going to go this long or that long. Like, great. But right now, scheduling-wise, I'm planning on three weeks, we resume hockey. Jess, what else do you have? The holidays are coming up, and now... Yeah, they are. Thanksgiving's next week. Since we are in lockdown, you can spend extra time decorating for the holidays. You know, usually I'm a very much a one holiday at a time person. Mm-hmm. And I used to laugh growing up. Our neighbor across the street was like clockwork. Like he had his Halloween decorations up on November 1st. The Halloween ones were down and the Thanksgiving autumn ones went up. <laughs> the day after on Black Friday, the day after Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving stuff came down and the Christmas stuff went up like clockwork. Mm-hmm. Christmas stuff stayed up until New Year's Day on January 2nd. They all came down. And then there was actually, he had some random uh, winter one snowflakes and stuff up. But when we get to February 1st, Valentine's Day stuff. I mean, he was very punctual (laughs) when this stuff went up. Rain or shine or snow or sleet or whatever, it was like clockwork. He was not a, we're leaving up the uh, Christmas lights until it's warm enough. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, even our our more responsible neighbors are like, they'll they'll just stop turning them on. Mm -hmm. And they'll take them down somewhere over spring break when the ice and snow is gone. Mm Mm-hmm. But this guy, when I was growing up, was just, we. I mean, the whole neighborhood would laugh how punctual he was about it. And I, I part of me, especially getting older, is like, look, I don't want to see Christmas sales in the store in before September. Halloween. I don't want to see them before Halloween. I don't really want to see the Christmas stuff until after, the day after Thanksgiving. They, even our kids are starting to like, oh, it's another Christmas car commercial. We haven't even had Thanksgiving yet. I'm like, yep. yeah, one holiday at a time. But this year... <clears throat> It's an oddball year, so why not embrace the craziness and the odd, how the strangeness? Start decorating now. You know it takes time, and you're stuck at home. You've got time. You can do it. Also, and the kids love it. It's hard not to smile when you're decorating mm-hmm. uh, for the holidays, so embrace it. Go for it. You know, I already told the kids, we're putting up the trees last, because I still don't want to put up the trees until after Thanksgiving, but we can start putting the lights around the windows and the bushes and... 
uh, around the house and the various and put the wreaths up and everything and it takes it takes a few days anyway sometimes a few weeks depending on the year so why don't why not start now and spread out that enjoyment also holiday decorations just make you smile yeah. like, because you don't see them all the time so they're a very novel thing and it just you walk into a room and suddenly they're like colorful lights or if you like all white lights those are there and they're twinkling and they're just pretty and it's like oh right it's time for festivities it's time for family time this is very very joyful hooray it's really hard to be all doom and gloom when you've got the ornaments going up the lights coming out it's put on some christmas music have some fun with it don't you know put on the traditional stuff too but put in the unorthodox christmas songs too (laughs) bring out the big band swing music or the hard rock uh heavy metal christmas stuff whatever it puts a smile on your face have fun with it we got plenty of time exactly so enjoy it also to go along with decorating for the holidays yes holiday baking if you're going to be locked down at home especially with little kids you can teach them how to cook you can help have them pick out cookie recipes that they want to try um, you can try out healthier options. Experiments. Experiments. You got room kitchen. for failure. Nobody needs to know. You know, you get to eat your mistakes or throw them out if they're completely disgusting. Mm-hmm. But you're just baking. So you can do small batches because it's just you and your family. Mm-hmm. You're not supposed to be running around doing bake sales and sharing with Probably everybody. shouldn't be doing cookie exchanges this Probably year. shouldn't be going to holiday parties. Right. So do small batches, experiment, try new things. Mm-hmm. And there's fun and enjoyment in that. Yeah. The kids love to cook. Ours too. They're like, yes, I'm going to put on my apron. I'm going to mix all this stuff together. We're going to throw it in the oven. And, oh, this time it turned out. Yay, we get to eat it. So, yeah. And if not, it's like, what do we do better next time? Mm-hmm. That spices up the, the time. The spa day spices up the time. And something else you can do, if you're not doing it already, you should really have a meal plan for the week, especially if you've got busy, crazy weeks and lots of family members going in different directions like we do on a normal time. Like, suddenly we have a lot less... <laughs> A lot less going on in multiple directions, uh, at least for the next three weeks. But we've we've spoken about this before. We have the weekly meal plan, at least for dinners, up on the on the whiteboard, at the kind of the nexus to the house. In this this three week period, though, we're going to make time to intermittently put items to look forward to. Or it's not like oh that again. Or yeah yeah yeah. It's it's Tuesday. We're having tacos, which actually tacos are something to look forward to. Taco Tuesday. Or it's pasta night. Like oh. Bami sandwiches again. Dad, get some variety. <laughs> uh, put some special items on there to look forward to. Like, yes, we're still looking forward to that. You could also do takeout to support those local restaurants, which here in Michigan, uh, dine-in is completely canceled. Mm-hmm. Takeout's going. Uh, so these poor restaurants are doing, they've already had a rough year, and now we've got uh, takeout only. Throw Throw that on there. You know, put it on their planning so that the whole family can look forward to, hey, on this night, we're going to get takeout from restaurant X. Yeah. So we did this during the first round of quarantine earlier this year, and we decided to get takeout and we got it from the local New Orleans place. And honestly, it was my favorite day of quarantine because it was a seafood boil and it had all those wonderful Cajun flavors in there. And it just was so good and it was so outside of the norm and it just made like even for a couple days after that i was completely thrilled and happy because of that one special little meal we got pizza from the brewery down the street and a a six pack Mm -hmm. six pack for us we had the the pizza and while we had been making pizzas at home and we you know it's easy to do and relatively low cost it tastes different tastes better uh the advice I got at one point in time is why would you go out to eat to have something that you can make as good or better at home other than convenience, but this is better than I can make at home. And so we put that on the, the calendar or up on the meal, meal plan. The kids were looking forward to it. We got their favorite pizzas. We got in, got it in quantities where there were definitely going to be leftovers. Mm-hmm. And it just made their day, especially the one that's just loaded with fresh mushrooms. No, that's good. That was good. We liked it. Kid one, especially our mushroom mushroom queen, loves it. <laughs> we really should name her uh, Princess Toadstool right there. Princess going the Mario Toadstool. theme. It supported the local business, and of course, we've for our uh, county, we've got a Facebook group too, promoting local businesses and who's doing what. And people like when they go and they support, they like to put up the picture and say, "Look, 
here's what we have, which is actually exposing us to other restaurants in the county too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like, wow, that's delicious. I didn't know about that because it's a you know few towns over, but hmm, might we need to check that out. Yep. And it's just something to brighten the day. So it's not like, and what are we doing tomorrow? Oh, the same old, same old. No, it's something bright. Like, hey, you know, yeah, today's just going to be leftovers, but tomorrow is something special. We're making pasties or something. Mm-hmm. Also, if you are getting... I t- see your eyes like you're already starting to twinkle because you're thinking pasties. <laughs> oh. We're making pasties, not booby tassels. <laughs> Anyways, also, if you're doing... Take, uh, if you if you are doing takeout, you are supporting local businesses, and that will make your heart happy too, because it's a warm, fuzzy thing to make you feel good that you're supporting your fellow people in your county. Speaking of making your heart happy, exercise, exercise. It now helps. we already spoke about uh, going outside when you can to get that sunlight. Go for a run, go for a walk. But even if you can't go outside or you don't want to go outside because it's cold and nasty, exercise. It helps uh, the whole rhythm of your body. It will help you sleep, and sleeping better will help with those positive thoughts. It's hard to be positive when you're just exhausted. Get that exercise in. Get that heart rate up. There are plenty of workout of the day programs you can do for free online. Uh, You can get them off of YouTube and whatnot. You, uh, Jess, uh, repeatedly have done like, okay, this month we're going to do the 30-day ab workout or we're going to do the 30-day butt workout or the 30-day bicep workout or shoulder workout with your friends and you you guys do the workout of the day and then text each other. Mm -hmm. But do something. Get on that treadmill. Do, you know, if you have a workout video or DVD, plug it in. Do something. Uh, Canned food, milk jugs, they can replace weights. You can just say, hey, I can't go to the gym. I don't have a weight set. So what? Use something, anything with mass to it to lift to get some resistance. Mm-hmm. You can do static exercises, just something. Get that body moving. Don't just be sedentary and be a lump for you three weeks. You can get weeks. a trainer for your bike, so you can put it in the basement, put it right in front of the TV, and get on your bike and get those miles in that way. Yes. Mm-hmm. And even if you don't want to spend a few hundred dollars on a trainer, there are some uh, at-home hacks you can do for your bike to lift it up and to get that back wheel off so you're not taking off. Yeah, don't crash, crash into the wall. wall. <laughs> so there's, they're not as good. Uh, and if you have a higher-end, more expensive bike, I would not recommend it. But if you just got just a standard bike, mm-hmm. a few hundred-dollar bike, uh, and you don't want to invest uh, in a at-home indoor bike trainer for that costs more than your actual bicycle, there are some things you can do to kind of engineer with uh, cheaper materials, one for your cheaper bike. And that way you're still getting the exercise. But at the very least, turn on some uh, upbeat music and just walk around. Walk around your house. Put a can of soup in each hand and do some curls while you're walking for a half hour to an hour around the floor plan of your house just to get that exercise. Sure, you might break into a sweat. Okay, well then go have a spa time or soak in a bath afterwards. But it will also, a few hours later, you'll find yourself having an easier time going to sleep. Yep, it's true. And a positive outlook. <laughs> it really will help brighten your mood. Uh, as they, we like to say in running, burn off the crazy. Yes, it, it absolutely does help. Even if you are having the world's crappiest day and you do not want to exercise, make yourself do it. Do it for like at least a half an hour you are going to feel so much better when you're done. You're going to feel accomplished. You're going to feel proud of yourself. And then a little while later, you're going to feel extremely relaxed because you've got a lot of that pent up energy out. We've talked about adding these new, these other little things to spice up the week or weeks. But when you're not doing those, stick to a schedule. Get up at a certain time or at least set an alarm like at the latest, I'm getting out of bed by this time. Try to set a time for you to go to bed. Try to eat meals at regular times. And then you're just adding a little spice to it. What you don't want to get into is just life turns into this rolling chaos. It's like, well, today I'm up at 5. Tomorrow I'm up at 8, 9, 10. Oh, it's noon. Do I really want to get out of bed? Force yourself to get up. Force yourself to stick to a schedule. Also help your sleep patterns too. And then just add those special things in to spice it up, those special meals, those special events. But build yourself a, a schedule, and that fits in well with that meal plan. That'll help have a, some regularity to the week and to the weeks as they go by and will also help just the state of mind as you go through. 
Yes, schedules definitely help. And I think my last uh, point I want to add in here, and keeping that positive outlook, that positive uh, mindset, are affirmations. Now, we talked about your, your happy thoughts jar, your positive thoughts jar, your good experiences jar. This is just self-talk. Whether you do it out loud, whether you do it in your head, positive affirmations, it's you know the I can do it, you can do it, we got this. But when you do it, say your actual name. There's there's a psychology behind this that it really motivates yourself. I, I have gone and told runners to do this too. It's like, you know, say your name. Come on, Marco, you got this. Is for some reason more powerful than come on, I got this. I can do it. It's Marco, you can do this. Where you become that coach in your head because when you're out running or doing triathlons or biking, you don't have the earpiece. It's not like basketball or, or hockey where you can't really. You can only get so far away from the coach yelling mm-hmm. at you and yelling your name. So you've got to be that voice. And there's an extra little drive and kick you get from hearing your name. So insert your name into those positive affirmations, especially when you feel like you're getting down. Give yourself that that boost in the arm you need. And it may seem silly, but it will help. This absolutely works. I do this when I'm doing my aqua bikes. Um, and if I had gotten a chance to do triathlons, I would have done it during that too. But I will be on the bike. I, obviously, if I'm swimming, I can't really do this out loud, but I can do it in my head. But I do do it out loud when I'm on my bike. I'll get close to um, the finish line for the biking part, and I'll want to I, I especially do this if I'm trying to improve my time. And if I'm really trying to put myself up, I will start talking very, very loudly to myself and say, Jessica, you can do this. Jessica you are a badass. You can do it. And it's actually really, um, it's really motivating because like I can hype myself up and then I can like rise to the challenge for it. But also it's really funny if I am, when I'm doing this, if other people happen to be riding by on their bikes and they hear me screaming at myself, gotten a lot of funny, funny looks over that, but also people will like join in and cheer for me too. So that's fun. I do it like under my breath as I'm grunting and going along and I've, you know, I've had runners and bikers nearby me mm-hmm. going, yeah, you can do it as they go whizzing on by faster than me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it absolutely does help. And it's, it's, I mean, if nothing else, it is really funny. So it'll make you laugh. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> well, I think that's, that's our, our quick and dirty version of staying positive, thinking positive as we head into these darker months and what feels like they could possibly be darker times. I guess the last points really are wear a mask, wash your hands, socially distance, and embrace the virtual togetherness. Virtual happy we hours will, are still a thing. You can do it with your friends. get through this virtual holiday happy hours. That's right. Woo! Festive. Yep. Festive drinks. Enjoy the Party festiveness. Yes. Hey, crazy att- holiday attire. Come on. Do it up. It is hard to be grumpy when you're dressed up all festive with like you a look like an elf <laughs> with an ugly holiday sweater that has LED lights in it. Yes. Just something. Just do it. Have fun. We will get through this, uh, and it will be better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So stay positive. Before we go, though, yes, we need to talk about our winners for our Red Arrow Challenge. Yes, the Red Arrow Challenge, our weekly multi-sport competition, virtual, free to join, free to participate. Go to our Instagram page. Our handle is Red Arrow HW. In the bio, you can find the link to create a username and submit your totals each week. And we celebrate the champions every week on our podcast. For the most recent week, the champions are... Swimming. Not a lot of swimming going on, but 20 to 29, we saw a few swimmers, and Gator Boy was on top. Running. Nine and under, easy E. 10 to 19, no one reported running. What? 20 to 29, H. Kaner, 305. 30 to 39, The Logan. 40 to 49, Sarah, 906. 50 to 59, Johnny B. Good. No one older than that, not of our featured members. I was on top. Shocking. Walking. Nine and under, Yellow Ninja, 10 to 19, Lucky Dude, 20 to 29, Smytha, 30 to 39, Wildcat, 40 to 49, Tim 906, 50 to 59, A.R. Miller, 60 to 69, Kilogram Mill, no one older than that, and out of our featured members, which is you and me, it was me. 
Biking on road. Nobody in the uh, younger two categories there, but 20 to 29, H. Kaner 305, 30 to 39, Cyclopath, 40 to 49, Cyclone, 50 to 59, A.R. Miller, nobody older than that. And you and I are in the process of putting away all the bikes. Yep. Biking off-road. 20 to 29 was a tie. Smytha and Super Mario. 40 to 49, Cyclone. Sit-down paddling. You know, it's getting colder, but there's still people turning in uh, sit-down paddling, which is our kayaking, canoeing, uh, whatnot. Uh, You know, basically, if you're seated and you're paddling, there's still numbers coming in. So 20 to 29, H. Kaner 305, and 50 to 59, A.R. Miller. Stand-up paddling. 20 to 29, Gator Boy. No 30 to 39-year-olds, but 40 to 49, Jesse's Girl. Cross-country skiing. Yeah, you guessed it. It's uh, 40 to 49, El Tiburon 95, and 50 to 59, Big One 64. Skating. 20 to 29, Lexi. 30 to 39, Wildcat. 40 to 49, Great One. And for our featured members, me. <laughs> hockey. Oh, I'm worried what the hockey numbers are going to look like when... Uh, rinks are shutting down hopefully we have members outside of michigan but nine and under yellow ninja 10 to 19 lucky dude 20 to 29 lexi 30 to 39 wildcat 40 to 49 coach t nobody older than that and for our featured members me points nine and under easy e was on top 10 to 19 lucky dude 20 to 29 h caner 305 won this week 30 to 39, Wildcat. 40 to 49, Sarah 906. 50 to 59, A.R. Miller. 60 to 69, Kilogram Ill. Nobody older than that participated. And out of our featured members of you and me, I won. Hooray! Yay! So that was the most recent set of Red Arrow Challenge Champions. Again, free to join, free to sign up, free to participate, and it's fun. And of course, if you like hearing your username shouted out on the podcast, get on and get competing. Play along, people. It's fun. Yes, it is. <laughs> but for now, and, you know, it helps that positive attitude to it get does. out there, get exercising. Even if you feel exhausted after you're done, even if you're sore the next day, it'll help the outlook over the long term. For sure. But speaking of positive outlooks and everything, we got a lot to get done. Mm-hmm. We got some holiday decorating to do. Yay. <laughs> you're just not excited about pulling out the boxes. I don't want to pull out the boxes. They're heavy. <laughs> Well, we'll get those boxes up and we'll put stuff up and we'll turn on some fun music. Yes. But for now, this wraps up another episode of the Red Arrow Health and Wellness Podcast. We new episodes drop every week. And actually next week, kid number one's hosting. <laughs> this should be, it's gonna be fun. <laughs> <laughs> You'll definitely want to listen to that. Mm-hmm. For now, though, it's been fun, Jess. Loads of fun. Bye. Bye. <laughs>